Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of a very new podcast called We Have No Cares, which is a podcast about Heart Midlothian Football Club. Indeed. Are you excited to be here? Absolutely ecstatic. Can't wait to begin. That excited gentleman you hear is Mr. Robert Borthwick. Good evening to you all. And I am Nicole Hay. Um, we're going to tell you no things about us because we are entirely unspecial. Yeah, yes we are. And in fact, uh, just forget you've even heard our names. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you go whichever way. Uh, listen to your heart on that one. Maybe no. you want to remember us. No, no, <laughs> no. no, forget us. No. Forget all about it. Uh, interesting advice. Marketing, not Robert's strong suit. <laughs> uh, we are just two Hearts fans. We are neither in the know nor died in the wool nor we're, we're, we're just two guys yeah basically just just two blokes who like hearts yeah and as such as people who like hearts we're well one we're delighted to have a team to support this season i think that's the the biggest thing to get out of the gate yeah absolutely i mean you know so much has happened in the last year or so um you know terrible things surrounding the club it's, it's lovely to have a nice long-haired manager who can see us through everything a nice, beautiful, long-haired manager, right? and he just has the best array of suits. He's, uh, you know, he's coming up trumps there. I think he might have the most swag of any Hearts manager we've ever had. <laughs> it's certainly a very inward. Um, <laughs> yes, he's reading. Some might even say, um, yes. No, I'd say so. Since the the, the high days of Pelo Sergio, uh, we haven't seen such stature in a manager. And oh. He's also got a wonderful face. Actually, you know, now that I consider it, I think Eduardo Malofia might actually have had more swag, if not <laughs> fashion sense or uh, awareness of what country he was in. No, no. But, but he certainly was confident. He he had it all. <laughs> he had it all. He had a Apache history and uh, a terrible management record with Hearts. With Hearts, yes. yes. Uh, brilliant everywhere a- else. Absolutely outstanding, yes, as a national team coach and a club manager. So. Yeah, we but, certainly did not see the best of him. That, but those days are gone now, <laughs> because uh, we own the club now, technically, sort of, in a bit soon. Kind of, in five years or so, when loads of payments are made. Yeah. That's yeah, what capitalism's no, we, ba- based on. We we bought it on tick, so it's ours, <laughs> legally. We, we own the damn club. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, certainly is, mate. It, it's been... It's certainly been a weird few years. Um, ups and downs, but I think I can honestly say I've... I've absolutely enjoyed our our tumultuous relegation <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, I, I think, you know, even just the last decade since Vladimir poked his, his lovely head off over the surface and said, I'm going to buy this damn club. You know, even even since then, everything is, you, you could never describe it as boring to be a Hearts fan. I, you know, I think it's, uh, no no other club can, uh, yeah, you know, they can all say, we've got a lovely balance sheet. Well, that's that's mm. great. We've we've got an absolute fucking mentalist of an owner. So that's great, St. Johnson. But have you ever <laughs> been sitting up at four o'clock in the morning, sort of thinking, "Oh my God, I've got no idea who's got to be the right back tomorrow because he might just be flown in by helicopter and be an octopus." I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Take that, Ross County. <laughs> <laughs> but onwards and upwards, we are now. The proud owners, sort of, nearly a bit of years. our own club, sort of, nearly almost. Yeah. And uh, we've been playing games of football, including, I believe there was a game at the weekend, Robert. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, I believe we fisted Rangers. I think, <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think, yes, you're quoting directly from the BBC online <laughs> report there. Uh, but yes, we, we administered a dry fist <laughs> straight up. <laughs> The brand new anus of Glasgow <laughs> Rangers Football Club. 
Um, yeah, I think this might actually be the first time that particular version of the Rangers <laughs> has been fisted quite so dryly. Yes, it was, it was a last-minute fisting, which I, I felt was the best way to go about it. We discussed it, actually, in midweek when you said you'd maybe prefer a, a nice, easy ride um, all the way through the game. <laughs> Excellent choice of <laughs> verb there. Yeah, going for it. Um, but, you know, I, I think the, the last-minute option is always going to be the most enjoyable for the fans, and it, it gives a nice boost to the players as well. So, God bless Osmond So. And all who sail in him. Osman So <laughs> is in the running. I mean, this is the quickest I've ever loved a Hearts player, except possibly for Mauricio Pena. Yes, yeah. That um, was totally unfounded, though, on any sort of playing ability. It was just because he was quite handsome and wore a headband. <laughs> and was mental and shagged his uh, national team captain's wife. He, he did all of those things. I don't think Osman's done any of that. But, you know, there's still time for the lad. He's only 24. Yeah, he's young, he's growing. Um, we've got a great chance to develop him here at Hearts. And yep. um, hopefully we can set him on his career of being a batshit insane striker. But at least he'll get to hit the bar in the in the World Cup and get a, a terrible tattoo about it, you know. If uh, history is any sort of <laughs> source of record here, yes, that's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> so, talking through that, I mean, um, going to Ibrox. Um, well, it was weird. I was weirdly confident because we'd all seen Rangers run around and look very upset with themselves against Hibernian and only just almost sort of beat them. Yes. We were playing the Rangers and we rocked up to, to Ibrox Park and all the, the pageantry was going on. There was actually, you know, to give Rangers their credit and actually quite well-judged tribute to, to Sandy Jordan yeah, yeah, as they absolutely. opened the stand. Um, they actually managed to do that with, with some dignity, yes. which is uh, fair play to them. And then their team took the pitch and all dignity kind of dissolved. Well, yes, yes, that's that's fair to say. Big elbows, McCulloch. Unfurling that wonderful League One flag. <laughs> such pride, such what? pride with emanating from all, all around the ground. What a bloody honour. <laughs> they only spent £30 million to do it. Money well spent. Business plan. Um, and then, well, yes, they, they did start knocking the ball around. And to be fair, they probably were very slightly better than Hearts for the first 20 minutes. I kind of felt that we were slightly overawed by the stadium. Um, there's a few guys playing there for the first time, um, a few guys who maybe haven't played in front of that sort of crowd before. And so they were, I mean, I don't want to say dominating the game because they didn't really actually do that much with the ball when they had it. They just had a lot of the ball. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there was a couple of defensive slip-ups, uh, you know, Jordan McGee and Ali Mozturk, um, you know, giving the ball away. Neil Alexander did very well in the first instance uh, with the dodgy back pass from McGee and then I'd just like to think that Osdurk did that on purpose just to show how good he is in recovery. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to stick to and you can't, you can't stop me. Are you Ali Mostert's agent? No, I'm as well, I just love him. Well, that's absolutely fair. But yeah. yeah, there was a lot of last-ditch defending yeah. on display in the first 20 minutes and like you say, I, I slightly wish we didn't have to see it but when we did see it, it was... Pretty excellent, actually. Yeah, I, I, I think it showed quite well that there was pace throughout the team. You know, that's what that's what Robbie's been saying quite a lot, and he's he's absolutely spot on. Wilson, Ozturk, McCarty, McGee, Patterson when he comes back. You know, it's a backline with pace and strength. You know, it's it was it's it's good to see, but I, I wish we didn't have to see it quite as often, um, especially in the first twenty minutes of a game. But but um, yeah, after that, um, the team started to sort of impose themselves a bit more. The defence looked a bit more assured and. Particularly, um, Morgado Gomez and Prince Boabin. Oh, Prince. Oh, Prince Boabin. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. 
they uh, they started getting on the ball and making passes and doing that doing that wonderful thing that professional midfielders do of seeing an opposition player with the ball and just sort of sidling up to him and going, oh, "Excuse me, I think I'll I think I'll take that from here." <laughs> do excuse me, I believe that's mine. <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden it was. Yeah. And that was a magnificent sight to behold. And if you join us for this podcast again, this might be a recurring theme, but it made me think about all the times last season where I saw Jamie Hamill in that position and how he just didn't do any of those things at all, ever. And it made me want to rip out my own ribcage to have something to beat myself unconscious with. He was absolutely fantastic. Give him his due at being fat and angry. He was... Those are just really skills quite you, good at that. You just can't teach that. You're, uh, that's you're born neat. with that. That's yeah. that's it. You know, that's that's what he brings to any team. So Kilmarnock, good luck with that. Um, the, the first five yards of fat and angriness is in your head. That's that's it. That's it. The burst of angriness, I feel over, <laughs> <laughs> over ten yards. <laughs> There's no one angrier over ten yards <laughs> no, than Jamie Hamill. Absolutely not. Derek Adams will be <laughs> testament to that as he's still picking himself <laughs> up off the floor of Tynecastle. Um, so yeah, no, he, he brought a lot of angerness, but I, I, th- I think you know it's it's nice that we've gone away from that um, you know arsehole attitude uh, and brought in Prince and Gomez, who, who seem like genuinely nice chaps as well as good footballers. Yeah, yeah, just, we've replaced anger with professional footballers, like of a class far above where we find ourselves at the moment. But that yeah. seems to be kind of a recurring theme with our our new signings. Um, Osman So, as we mentioned, is. <laughs> Just a glorious human being. Yep, he is. He's not got a neck, but we won't hold that against him. Zero neck. Absolutely um, no neck there. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Osman So's neck, please, please, we're all very concerned. Um, but his his touch, his pace, his reading of the game, and some of his link-up play. Um, yeah. In the first half, we were treated to uh, a series of passes uh, on the edge of the... Well, in and around the box, sort of left-hand side... Between So, Carrick and, and King, which ended up with the ball sort of going across Billy King and Billy King sort of falling down under the attentions of the Rangers' defence. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, well, I, I frankly wanted to leap onto the pitch and propose to every single man <laughs> in, a, in a maroon shirt because they just transported me to a magnificent place. Well, I, I think, you know, again, the, the sort of continued work with the ball that Robin Nielsen's been talking about in training is really, you know, it's 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 coming off for us, I think. You know, so has shown that he can link up with pretty much any attacking player that we have, be it Gary Oliver in pre-season, Dale Carrick in the more competitive games, and then you've got Billy King, Sam Nicholson on either side, who is, you know, very comfortable giving the ball to and receiving it back. It's, it's really quite lovely to see the attacking options that we have. Um, with with everyone really um, that we've got on on the books, Jamie Walker, Dave Smith, still to come back into it as well. You know, two very good wingers, mm-hmm. James Keating, Sufjan El Hasnoui, all of these guys still to come into it as well. I mean, it's yes, all of these are names of Hearts players. Yep, and you know, yep, they are. They're all attacking Hearts players. I was being specific on that on that part of it, but didn't ever deny it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then um, halftime came, and in the first half, like we say, Rangers have had some moments but largely this was down to uh, Lee Wallace being their best outlet on the pitch I think it's fair to say yep. oh and also do you remember when David Templeton didn't score a goal <laughs> that was great I liked it when he went to score a goal and then missed he really really tried hard to score that goal he really fucking missed as well I mean he he definitely missed he failed almost completely no in fact completely 100% failure with, that, an, op- with he, an open goal no less he scored 0% of a goal he with absolutely, that attempt on, go- on goal <laughs> 
That's that's absolutely right. That was that was a highlight, I must say. Uh, but uh, yeah, my original point. So, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Lee Wallace. There he is. I I, I recognise him from somewhere. <laughs> um, many years of dignified service to Hartmid Lillian. That's yes. where I recognise him from. Absolutely. Um, he was their their main outlet in the first half. His sort of pace and directness causes a lot of troubles. And then at half time, uh, Robbie Nielsen, who I may remind you was managing his second ever senior game of football. Yep, number two. Yep. The, the, the second one, mm-hmm. um, the yep. first one being a cup game against Annan Athletic. Yes. So this was, this really was basically his first proper game of football in charge. Yeah. Uh, made the tactical changes, which almost completely nullified uh, Lee Wallace in the second half and gave us. A very very solid platform to whether anything Rangers tried to do. It was one, as you say, slight tactical change by Robbie, uh, whereby he switched two players, uh, and Ali McCoyst for pretty much the entire rest of the game didn't know what to do, um, and that that gave us the the scope to go forward with Lee Wallace kept penned back slightly. How certain can we be that Ali McCoyst noticed? <laughs> How certain can we be that Alan Coist knows how to dress himself in the morning? <laughs> I just like the level of consistency that Alan Coist brings to it though, you know, consistently getting outwitted by anyone and anything. By anyone with wits? Yep. I can't it's... wait until he plays John McGlynn later in the season. <laughs> that will be a feast. Good God. <laughs> um, but yes, no, uh, we had, we had a, a good little bit of yes, pressure. No. Yes, no. Yes, no. I uh, had a good little bit of pressure. Um, Sammy Nicholson winning the corner. Uh, Billy King striding to the corner flag drifting a ball in and Rangers basically um, had an absolute uh, clusterfuck in the middle where they didn't have a clue who was marking who. Uh, Danny Wilson got the one, uh, the one, the run on Lee Wallace and uh, face fucked it into the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, uh, the, the technical term I believe from all the, the coaching manuals, uh, yeah. that's, that's what they teach in uh, Troon? Largs. Largs, that's it. Yeah. All the facts here on We Have No Cares, all of the facts. Yeah, we know it all. But yeah, um, Danny Wilson, I mean, I know that he, I, I, I know from watching it and being there that he jumped, but really every element of his body language seems to suggest a man sort of going, um, yes, that's a ball. Yes, uh, it, you know, it's, it's slightly effortless. Um, you know, there was a substitution made just before, I believe, Kyle Hutton coming on for Ian Black. Neither of whom mark anyone at corners. Um, doesn't make one jot of a difference. I don't know why they were so bloody confused. But well, especially because that happened about 10 minutes before the goal. No, the goal was on 52 minutes. Was that right? Yes, that's absolutely correct. I've watched the highlights about 72 times in the last few days. That's much more research than I've done. Yep. Can you tell? I can. <laughs> I can. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's a tactic we've got. Um, you know, put someone on the back post who then drifts in in front of the marker and it's, it's worked now Callum Patterson's goal against Annan as well it was exactly the same move exactly the same corner for a moment I thought your tactic there was convince the opposition to make an unnecessary change in midfield and then capitalise <laughs> that's just how bloody good Nielsen is <laughs> he is bloody good I would believe it yeah he is so after that and Rangers tried to turn it on but I, even though I was nervous just as somebody who's been a goal up at Ibrox in the past. I don't yeah. think Rangers really started to threaten until about the last ten minutes. To be fair, no, they, they were they were probing away, but you know, playing Lewis McLeod out wide when he's really a central midfielder and he's probably their best midfield player, he wasn't getting any luck. He wasn't getting any joy out of McHattie, who was fantastic, uh, really a marked improvement on last year, along with a lot of players like Wilson, um, for example. You know, it's he wasn't getting any joy. 
basically, and it wasn't really until we really started defending inside our own net, essentially, yeah. as they came forward, that they really, you know, but got that, their chances. That defending inside our own net, it did give us a couple of memorable moments. Just like, I have now seen Chris Boyd fail to score from two yards, and that was because we came out on top of a stramash. Yes, <laughs> a bloody good stramash it was, too. Um, and, you know, Zal Lucas uh, involved in a, a similar, slightly further out, maybe seven-yard stramash as well. Yeah. But um, um, Gallagher uh, sort of gathering it on the second attempt. Yes, indeed, indeed. I, I worried about our, our defence. I mean, you mentioned there how much more solid Kevin McCarthy was in this game. Um just the defence as a whole, I mean, I think we would all, you know, in our heart of hearts, we, we love Danny Wilson, but we would have to say last season he was maybe occasionally a little erratic. Yes. And uh, if we're going to describe, talk about any Hearts player who could be a little erratic, uh, Brad Mackay will absolutely loved to sit and think about um, Flowers or the economic situation in South Sudan, rather than you know whether or not there was a striker standing near him. Yes. But uh, this this game, he came on. He had one pretty poor defensive header where he headed it back to Kenny Miller rather than to the goalkeeper. But after that, absolutely towering. Yes, I I just I absolutely love the fact, and I I do like this about Brad. You know, he he absolutely can certainly say he gives 100% <laughs> on the pitch. He doesn't leave anything behind. But, you know, he's brought on for Jordan McGee because McGee's on a booking. He's just putting another pretty rash challenge on Kenny Miller. Mm-hmm. You know, go on, Brad, keep it tight. And literally within seconds, he sticks David Templeton about five feet in the air um, and receives a booking for it. So It's possible that Robbie put him on. So, like, just go in there and do what, what Jordan was doing. <laughs> so he did exactly, quite literally that. Brad just uh, did, did a wonderful job. Uh, uh, like we were saying, a marked improvement on last season and really gives Robbie something to think about for the right-back spot for next week because uh, yeah. Callum will still not be available and Brad really was rather magnificent. He, he was. I mean, you know, the, a lot of Rangers' tactic is hoofing the ball at the park and when they have that opportunity, Wallace is quite often, you know, he's very good in the early, Wallace, he's mm-hmm. quite often in that position and Brad won a couple of headers against him. Mm-hmm. You know, he really he doesn't leave anything behind. Um, he doesn't offer anything attacking-wise. I'm sure he'd love to because he... One said he thinks himself as a, a centre-forward who can score 20 <laughs> goals a year, but he doesn't offer what Patterson does, but no one does. So we've got to look to really fill the gap the best we can in the intervening time. I'd like to see McGee give him more of a chance, um, but he's not a right-back, neither is Mackay. So, you know, it's it's. I trust Robbie and his wonderful face in here um, to make the, the decision on this one. But, I'd, you know, I'd like to see McGee give him more of a chance, to be honest with you. Speaking of somebody with a wonderful face and hair... Nicky Law scored an equaliser <laughs> for Rangers. Uh, shortly after um, he had been announced as the man of the match and uh, our small corner of the ground laughed ourselves sick and the rest of the ground booed themselves sick. Yes. Um, they were not pleased with that. They did not agree with the assessment of the match sponsors. No. Who, I guess, just really wanted the opportunity to meet Nicky Law? Yeah, him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But uh, anyway, uh, Osterk, who we have... Do you remember a few minutes ago where we were singing the defence's praises uh, and Oztooks in particular? Yeah, are you going to mention the fact that he really quite royally messed up for their goal? I, I was trying to talk around the fact that he was about 20 yards out of position. He was about 20 yards out of position. Yes. And uh, didn't tell anybody else that he was going to do that. And <sighs> so they sort of turned around going, oh, it's all right, Aleem's got... What? what? Yes, and yeah. And, yeah. and all there was there was uh, Nicky Law lashing in with a plum. Indeed. Though that said, Gallagher did get a hand to it. Maybe could have been a stronger wrist. Uh, I think when it's from about five yards out and it's literally volleyed, you know, slightly to your right, you can't really blame the goalkeeper too much for that. I thought Gallagher 
actually after uh, uh, Alexander's cheekbone ended up inside his mouth I thought uh, Gallagher actually acquitted himself very well um, quite safe from cross balls and all that kind of stuff I don't, I don't think you can blame him for that it was a good strike from uh, from, from big bold Nicky now Rob you're not a doctor is that correct? Um, you would be fair in your assessment right um, but even as in your sort of like you know, layman's medical opinion. Yeah. Is it good to have your cheekbone inside your head? I would say not. Um, not, it's, it's not. meant to be on that position just on your face. Right, I'm going to make a note of that for the next time somebody asks me where I want my cheekbones to be. Yes. Because um, okay. I do believe it's going to take about three weeks at the very least for um, uh, uh, Neil Alexander's... Neil Alexander? Yes. That's, that's his name. That's, that is his name. Wow, that's a Former part. Scotland International. There you go. Our current Hearts goalkeeper, yes. Neil Alexander. Um, yeah, that's, it's going to take about three weeks for his cheek to no longer be on the inside of his face. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's a goalkeeper. I think he can come back and oh, yeah. wear a face mask. Absolutely. So, yes, the, the goalkeeper went down and that was slightly concerning. Uh, <clears throat> almost as concerning as when that Rangers equaliser went in. And we all just made a big sigh and went, oh yes, this is what it's like to be back at Ibrox. We played quite well. And then they bully their way up their pitch. They have a few wee niggly fouls, which the referee seemed to have been, you know, consulting his navel for while it happened. <laughs> and, uh, well, we know how this ends. But we didn't know how it ends. No, I, I think the most refreshing thing to see from the Hearts players when that happened was the distinct and almost merciless lack of fucks given um, when they basically just took kickoff and smashed up the park. Jogged, really jogged through the entire Rangers team. Yeah. Um, Sammy Nicholson in particular just went, no, no, no. Osman, you take it. Osman going, no, no, no. I think we'll just do stroke. And then I was going, yes! For many, many minutes. Many, many minutes. Um, yeah, that was that was essentially the, the game plan from there on in. I, I think uh, Nielsen might have actually described it to them in those exact words that we just used. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have gone to the tactical school at Troon. Uh, <laughs> that may have been my first mistake. Ah, yes, the Troon school. <laughs> the Troon school. Um, yeah, that was quite a good game. Now, all I hope for is that the next game is just as enjoyable. What's the next game? I believe we're playing one of the smaller teams in our division. You know, right. we, you know, I mean, as much as we're talking about what a great adventure this is, we have actually been relegated, so we'll have to, you know, invite some of the smaller clubs in the country. I'd, I'd, to I welcome that. You know, I'd, I'd, I like. I'm, I'm going to embrace the culture of of seeing the smaller teams and you know going to these. These grounds and stuff like that, and them coming to us, you know, I, I think it would be great. I mean, who who is it we're playing? Um, it's it's actually a team that have come from quite close to us. They're called Hibernian. Who? Hibernian. No, I'm not getting that. No. No. Oh wait, it's Hibernian Football Club. It's oh. our eternal rivals who live always in our shadow that we defeat on an incredibly regular basis. <laughs> you dog. You, you know dog. what? Actually, you know what? I'm going to kick myself for this. What? The 19th of May 2012, we actually beat them 5 1 in the Scottish Cup final. How Christ. could I forget about that? Christ almighty. Yeah, I do remember that now. Well, hopefully, we can win another one on Sunday. And yes. um, I believe we will. We looked quite competent against Rangers, but with a lot of scope to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And uh, Hibernian's joint top goal scorer is their goalkeeper, well, which that... is an interesting fact. Yes, <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, I don't know. You know, we, we've discussed this many times out with of um, the internet as we're discussing it right now. Um, I, I just think, you know, Hibs are a stronger outfit than they were last year. Granted, so are we. Um, but, you know, th- there'll be a different animal this year. Um, I still hope for a victory, of course, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I never go in 
you know, thinking it's going to be so fucking easy as it has been in the past. Well, what we will say, to be fair to Hibs, they have replaced their manager. Yes. They have replaced their executive. Yes. They have signed some, some better players than they had last season. Yes. And they appear to have a much stronger game plan than they did under Terry Butcher. Yes. But all of those people that have signed yeah. have signed for Hibernian Football Club. God, you're right. You see? You're you see, right. There's the one uh, made consistent the factor there that you cannot escape. I'd made the mistake of thinking of individuals and not the club. Yeah. God damn it. They, those people are all now employees of Hibernian Football Club and they will be infected with the same <laughs> fetid terribleness that has ransacked every single person that's walked through that stadium. But at least they've got a lovely strip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've not got much going for them, but, you know, they never have, so what's the difference? <laughs> no, yeah, it's situation normal. So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm really rather looking forward to rattling them stupid. Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to it, but as I say, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to stay on the fence, because I always have done, and, you know, it's a solid tactic that seems to have worked nine times out of ten, so... There we go. Bully for you, Rob. Uh, to wrap up this week's episode... Um, we're going to tell you one little thing about me and Rob. We bloody love a song. We do. We do. We, you, you may have heard some of our song, indeed, on the terraces. Maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> if you stand near us on the terraces. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, but we uh, want to make it a mission this season to make sure that every single one of Hearts Fine Players is suitably recognised in song. Yeah. So every week we're going to pick a player and both of us are going to construct a song for that player yep. and uh, we're going to see who comes up with the best one. Okay. So this week we chose the queer man of the match from the game at Ibrox, the wonderful Principal Abbott. Oh, the wonderful, yes, yes. The sweet prince. I don't think we really <laughs> said enough about him during the, the game roundup, but he really was absolutely fucking dynamite. He was absolutely everywhere, both defensively and you know, he could have nicked a goal at the end as well. He was absolutely fantastic. Would you like to kick us off? You have a, a principal having chat? Um I do, I do. Um so yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna mm-hmm. fucking fire out with this. Okay. Prince Buabin, Prince Buabin, Hibernian are nothing to be scared of. <laughs> very solid. Yeah. Very I like that very much. Yep, yep, I, I feel that that one has some scope. Because it's got dance moves as well. Yes, that's true. I would love to see the whole crowds with... Um, what are these parts of your arms called? Forearms. Forearms. There yep. we go. Forearms. I am terrific at remembering words. <laughs> Forearms aloft, stripes across the nose. Yep. Utterly confusing everybody with our gender identities. Yes, indeed. Can't wait for that shit. Okay, well, I cheated with mine because I oh. didn't limit myself to Principal Abin. Oh. I had to get Morgaro in there as well. Okay, well, no, okay, that's, that's fine. They're our besties. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, that can be said. Boabin and Gomez play great together. <laughs> they dick all over every other midfield. Boabin and Gomez make heads and rangers look like they're putting out the under 12s. Boabin and Gomez. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Still going. Well. 
Christ, I feel totally inferior now with, <laughs> with lack of lyrics and also volume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you have to have gusto, if not tunefulness. I think you you went on gusto. <laughs> gusto is yours in this round, hey. <laughs> uh, that will be the name of my autobiography, Nickel Hey, winning on gusto. Winning on <laughs> consistently. Um, so I think that kind of wraps it up for this week, unless you have anything else you want to say about the wonderful world of Heart of Midlothian. Robert? Uh, well, I'd, all I'd like to say is um, Stevie Crawford. Yes. No, that's all I want to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, this has been a pilot episode, a bit of an experiment, so we may be back, we may be not. Indeed. But if you did like this, if there's anything you particularly enjoyed, or if there's anything you particularly want to say to us, or any abuse that you particularly want to hurl our way, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nicol Hay, N-I-C-O-L-H-A-Y. And you can find myself at, at RF Borthwick. That's R-F-B-O-R-T-H-W-I-C-K. Excellently spelt there, Robert. <laughs> Thank you very much. Flawless. It, it is my name. <laughs> um, we like hearts. Bye. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>